Hello, Mike, and hello to our viewers around the world. This is Travel Again Presents, the weekly travel roundup. Headwinds and tailwinds impacting the business of travel. This is a weekly look at what matters most to our amazing industry. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good. How are you? End of summer. So we're starting to make the make the uh, move into uh, post-Labor Day fall, and everybody gets back to business in a big way, back to school, and... Uh, tries to cram, you know, nine months worth of, of uh, business results into, into three, <laughs> the usual, but, uh, but exciting nonetheless, and certainly, uh, you know, again, hopefully a good, a good continued one for the travel industry as we keep seeing the, you know, recovery we've talked about and, and, uh, you know, hopefully end up the end of this year, right on schedule with a good solid platform and, basis to build and grow, you know, beyond, right. For the, for the industry in total. Mike, also it's preseason football here in the, <laughs> in the States and the Eagles were on last night in another preseason game, 17 days away and the season kicks off. Any thoughts on the Eagles this year? Looking good, man. Rosters loaded. Very exciting. Well, well tough yeah, schedule though. Tough schedule being the defending NFC champions. So but the Phillies too, very exciting as we get into fall baseball, which is always great. And uh, our Phillies are in it as well. So that's, uh, you know, like it'll, it'll be a lot of fun to have both going at once as it is. Uh, Will be. All right, Mike, I'm going to dive right in this week. Uh, we had a lot of commentary, a lot of feedback about the article from Amazon around AI travel guides. And so I thought I'd follow that up this week with um, two quick articles about AI Microsoft has pulled an AI written travel guide, which told tourists to visit the Ottawa Food Bank if they're hungry. The second article was Microsoft took down a string of embarrassing travel articles created with algorithmic techniques, but it says AI isn't the problem. Uh, we're seeing more of this, Mike. Any thoughts? Well, I'll turn it over to you, but I, I, may, I didn't know the Ottawa Food Bank had earned its Michelin star, so clearly... Uh... You know, I'm sure they do great work, but I don't think that was what was intended. Um, and, you know, Microsoft saying that about, you know, it, it's not AI isn't the problem. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, how stuff would get posted without somebody, you know, doing it, like doing some sort of quality control check is the real issue I think they're getting at. But I don't know. Thoughts about this because, man, you know, AI is like one of those things to me now. It just it becomes this like it gets used for everything it's as opposed to really getting to you know what things are really all about what what do you think i mean I, it's we're seeing the, like you said we're seeing these articles all the time now yeah look i think there's amazing power here um and it's really tempting to use this power from a content creation perspective in travel because the the instinct to have content created easily without humans involved about travel guides or about what to do in a city, uh, like the instinct to use AI and generative AI for that, I think is strong. And I think over time will play out uh, and, and be a good thing for the industry. But the early advances here are, are showing, you know, that it isn't quite ready for prime time. And so right. using it to create travel guides, uh, you know, whether you're trying to sell those on Amazon or to actually create content for your website where you're recommending you know, burgers as, as top cuisine, you know, in Ontario or other, you know, kind of unsupervised mistakes. 
um, it, this needs to be curtailed. It needs to be used a little more wisely. And Microsoft was smart to pull it down, but obviously got caught, you know, in the midst of this and uh, needs to do a better job of, of curating. And I think everybody's going to need to do that. This is AI right now needs a human to do the editorial and to do the truth fact, you know, checking on it because it comes out with things that just aren't true. But even in the in the article too, they, they you know they kind of say, well, quick to say, oh no, this wasn't because it was unsupervised. You know, and then there's like a to me like also a brand image kind of reputation thing at play here, where it's like, well, how did that happen, right? And you know, it's like they're saying, well, that's not you know that wasn't unsupervised. It's like, well, okay, but then it was poorly supervised because clearly you know it wasn't content that should have ever been posted in any way. So I think you know companies are really in a bit of a bind here right they kind of you know want to have the like you said the let's say operational efficiencies and you know can generate a lot more content and you know not have to add staff to do it and it's like yeah but you, it's still it's not ready for prime time in that respect Nor, not ready for prime time yeah yeah in this article, in this particular picture, it's talking about old-fashioned hamburger. There's also a discussion about seafood, one of six local delicacies, describing seafood as any form of sea life regarded as food by humans. So just weird stuff comes out, and it just has to be has to be edited, has to be uh, you know thought through. I promise, in future episodes, I'll cover and bring up some articles about you know some amazing things going on in travel with AI. So I won't just make fun of some mistakes. I'll give you some good articles in the future. Yeah, speaking think, of that, right. that'd be good, right? I mean, because you're right. There, there is some, you know, good, some really good use cases, right? That are interesting yes. and and uh, and compelling about what can be done, right? So it's both. But in the meantime, it's fun to uh, see the mistakes <laughs> and show those off. Um, one last thing uh, in this genre is that Focusrite, one of the biggest uh, travel conferences of the year, has announced their theme is You, Me, and the Machine. And I thought this theme was really well thought out, Mike. I'm looking forward to the conference. Yeah. And it clearly hits on the fact that it is not just about the machine taking over. It requires you. It requires me. It requires that human element. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of content at the Focusrite conference related to this. Yeah. Should be good. Should be great. Some really great discussion. Okay. Next article, Mike, is about our favorite topic, NDC. Um, this one was about ASTA, the American Society of Travel Advisors, asks the DOT to require American Airlines to return fares to Edifact. Is it possible to put the genie back in the bottle here? And is it even smart for ASTA to take this stance? Well, I think I think it's I think ASTA as they would need to do are representing their member base, right? Which is primarily it is what it sounds like. It's travel agencies, all different sizes. A lot of you know you, you do have a large organization, you know, large agencies that are part of it, sure. But it's a lot of their membership are you know smaller regional boutique agencies that are you know trying to stay uh relevant and successful in the business right and so on behalf of that membership i mean no doubt buying time is you know a part of what they need to do as as you know to to uh, basically represent their members now is and is this going to work 
Um, I give it a pretty low probability because I don't think the DOT, although they may, you know, uh, review and certainly, um, you know, like take meetings in respect to the issue. Um, I think actually taking action here is tough because this is, you know, again, this is a business decision that American made. They took the risk. Um, if you're, you know, if you're in a business, I mean, just generally, you have the right to distribute your content however you want with whoever you want. Now, one of the things we always said when you and I were at GBTA and part of the policy approach we took is in these situations, we said, yeah, as long as you do it consistently and fairly, right? If you're not, if you're, if you're doing it consistently among and not biasing, ver, you know, different member segments, it's just you're, you're saying, look, if I'm distributing through this channel, we said, look, if you distribute through a channel, then you make the content available. But you do have the right. I mean, that's your business. And you take the, the benefit and the losses and, you know, as a result of those decisions. So I think it's a tough one to your point about the genie in the bottle, kind of putting kind of putting things back. I don't think that's going to happen. But it is maybe also there's a common ground here to say, which I think, you know, the industry will need does and will address, which is, you know, how do we work with getting more and more of the industry through the process to be, you know, able to access full content. And, you know, I think on the other hand, I think American would be smart to also enable, create paths to enable that process, you know, reflective of that you've got small agencies with limited resources, right. Who don't have the mega agency budgets on for capital and for tech. Right. So if, if you're kind of saying, okay, we recognize that and we're willing to like kind of look and work with creating pathways to be able to get them through the other side, give them tools to be able to do so, et cetera. I think, you know, there's a common ground here, right? But I don't think it's a matter. It's going to be an issue being able to put it all back. Nor okay. will American want to. Okay, Mike, thanks for that perspective. Uh, our next two articles are in the air travel safety category. The first is from the Wall Street Journal. More workers are getting hurt on the tarmac. Quote, it was really frightening. The second article is from the New York Times, and it's airline close calls happen far more often than previously known. I'll bring up both articles, but clearly air safety on the tarmac um, and air safety, you know, as airlines are um, moving around on the tarmac, Seems to be a problem. Uh, thoughts? Well, look, safety, security of our airline system, you know, in every element is paramount, right? Based absolutely fundamentally, you know, require like necessary for us to all feel confident in the system that we're all using. And this is an area, again, where, you know, you do need government oversight and you do need really active participation, you know, on with the government on these issues on, you know, where DOT does get involved, where FAA does get involved. And, and really, again, not only putting policies in place, but be actively enforcing them and making sure that we have a safe and secure system. So th this is a, you know, this is money well spent in terms of our tax dollars and where it goes to work. Um, so it is concerning when you see this because, you know, we do have a very, you know, busy and, and um, uh, let's say, um, full on return to, you know, full capacity system. Right. But the problem is we've said this and been saying it for like years and years and years, but we also as a government have not made the investments in modernizing 
the systems that we have. We're still working off the same effort, air traffic control. You know, these uh, we're, we're still working off of a lot of the same tech that was developed, you know, decades ago, right? So this it's a it's a real issue, and it and it's not going to go away, and it's going to require significant investment. And I know, you know, post COVID, you know, we've got big economic issues. You know, budgets are constrained, debt is rising. Of course, you know, it, it's not an easy environment, right? But you see these, you know, again, these are not issues of, you know, again, these are issues of a system that is overburdened and needs and needs investment in a big way. Um, and then as far as like, you know, again, both that and just again, safety standards, the airlines, you know, look, they're profitable now, you know, there, there's no reason that they shouldn't have a very safe and you know safe environment for their workers to work, uh, you know, on the tarmac through the system. I mean, this, this is also on the airlines themselves. Some of these near misses watching the illustrations of the New York Times article are, you know, quite quite concerning, quite scary. So I'm glad yeah. that they were misses, but obviously more needs to be done. Yep. Okay, Mike, thank you. We're going to end today with one more article on uh, air travel. American Airlines pilots approved a sweetened labor deal with big raises. Seems to be following in the footsteps of Delta. Um, any thoughts on this? It's all pretty normal. We we predicted it and said it before. I mean, you know, that they once the United the airline United American, I mean United Delta, you know, once deals were getting done, I guess uh on the uh with, with the others, I mean it's like dominoes falling because once once those benchmarks are set, then that you know basically drives the the labor deals at all the other you know major airlines. So it it's uh you know, the new benchmarks were set, you know, the airlines are profitable. This is a way of kind of catching up and getting uh, the the um, you know it'll be pilots, flight attendants, all the, as all the contracts come up, they'll they'll get you know basically they'll get raises and they're saying big raises, but they're basically yeah, some of it is just recouping back you know lot you know basically um, um, either wage freezes or reductions that were made you know during the harder times, right? So this is you know again some of it's catch up, some of it's you know planning for the future, but they're also want, you know, as you do, right, you need your employees to buy in and to be, uh, you know, and to stay, stay employed. And, and there have been labor shortages on the, you know, pilots particularly, right? we've got huge pilot shortages. So, you know, no doubt, right, they're going to get paid more. Okay. Thank you, Mike, for the perspective. Great to see you again. Thanks to all of our yes. followers out there. That's it for uh, this episode. Uh, we'll see you all next week. See you next week, Ed.